Welcome back in. Brady Farkas show right here on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. Tuesday, every Tuesday, we talk to our guy, Tom Brennan, former Catamount Hoops coach, and the Cats now coming off a really good win on Friday night when they beat Brown by a score of 70-65, to 7-4 and four on the year. They'll take on Northeastern again on Sunday as they have a nice uh, nine-day layoff between games. So, TB, how are you? I am wonderful, my boy. I thought that was a fabulous win at Brown. And uh, historically, those are the kind of games that um, Vermont wins and John Becker wins. Yeah, I got to tell you, I was very happy with how that game played out because everything that I and we have been talking about happened. One, they got to 70 points. (laughs) Two, Shungu and Davis played like stars, led the team in scoring. And three, they got double-figure scoring contributions from somebody other than them. They had two other guys in double figures. Boom, right. boom, boom. There's the recipe. You win the game. Uh, it is kind of that simple. You know, you hate to you hate to break it down that uh, to that easy, but that really that's what it is. And I've I've often said, man, I've done this for forty years. Um, you just give me a box score, and, and I'll tell you what happened in the game, pretty much, you know. And uh, and for us, uh, it is getting that third guy, a, possibly a fourth guy. If we get a third and fourth guy in double figures, you know, then we're going to have a great day because that means the ball's being moved and we're making some shots. And uh, and you know, like if if Davis makes threes, then you know that that what a difference that makes. You know, Benny took over that game in the second half. Like nearly all of his points came in the second half. As a coach, you have a player who has the ability to score and has the ability to take over. How do you get him to do that earlier? Well, that's a good point. I, I, I just think you, you just emphasize it in the, uh, you know, in the, in the four minute timeouts or, or timeouts that you take or the other guy takes like, Hey, listen, you need to, you need to get going here a little bit. You need, you need to look for yourself a little bit. You need to take a shot, you know? And unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, very fortunately when we got good, uh, that was never, you know, that really was never an issue because those two guys, they just did it all the time, Sorrentine and Coppenrath, and then we had those wonderful complimentary players with them, you know. But uh, but before that, like like for example, a guy like Orsieri or Eric Nelson, you know, I, I you know I would just send a timeout, and say, come on, man, let's go, you know, you need, we need you to do more, you know, and I don't want you to go crazy and get it at one end and drive it all the way up and take a three. That's not what I'm asking. I'm, I'm telling you to get involved in the offense. When your opportunities come, take advantage of them. And uh, there's a big difference between being selfish, Brady, and being responsible. Mm-hmm. And uh, and oftentimes uh, guys are thinking, well, you know, it may appear selfish if I shoot this. I, you know, and, and Sorrentine, of course, took the greatest one in, ever in college basketball. But the idea was I always – uh, gave my guys a lot of confidence in terms of shooting the ball. So, uh, so, uh, and, and I would also, you know, I was, you know, obviously I was more of a scoring guy I, because when I started, we couldn't, it was hard for us to beat people. And uh, the only way we could beat them would be to outscore them. And the shot clock came in. So it kind of became my way. And, uh, but I would try to, you know, I would push guys and tell them, come on, let's go. We need, we knew. And, and obviously the, the most obvious thing is run stuff for them. You know, if you really feel, especially a big guy, you know, if you want to get a big guy, uh, you know, I've always said it should start from the inside and work outside. And uh, when they do that, uh, then they're really good because Davis is a handful on the block. You know, we're talking with TJ Sorrentine later today on the show, and he's the associate head coach at Brown. He's been there now for this is his 14th year. What was it like for you to watch that game and see your guy on the other side? It did, I didn't watch it because my oh. grand. 
My grandson played. Uh, <laughs> my grandson played his first game in uh, Beverly High. So I was so – and I didn't want to watch it. Honest to God, I didn't want to because I love that kid so much, uh, Sorrentine, and what he's done for our program and, and you know, how – how classy he was during the whole thing. And, and, but of course, <laughs> you know, he, I love him, but he's on the wrong side right now. Yeah. So I didn't want anybody to lose that game. Honestly, <laughs> I knew somebody had to, and, and I never even asked for a score or anything um, uh, until late in the high school game. And then I found out and uh, then I immediately called, I immediately called him and told him <laughs> how bad I felt for him. <laughs> you know, it was interesting. I was talking to uh, an insider from Sports Illustrated last week about TJ and kind of talking about his options um, towards becoming a head coach. We know he wants to be a head coach. He interviewed for the Central Connecticut State job. And there's two schools of thought to it. There's the school of thought that is you can do what Kyle Soplicki did, which is you leave and you go get on a bigger school's bench and grow that way. Or there's what Eric Eaton, the guy at St. Mike's, has done, who had been at Iona for a long time, and you step down to Division Two and you run your own program that way. What advice would you give to TJ? I would give. I would say to him that you're you're very good where you are right now. You have to decide exactly what you just said, Brady. Does he want to go? He's had. He, I mean, he knows everybody. He, I don't know if he'll tell you this or not, but he, he had the opportunity to coach the G League team for the <laughs> Oklahoma City team. He's had uh, he's had, had several opportunities to go to bigger schools, uh, and but he loves it there. He, he and Mike get along very well. I think he has a, a great working relationship with him. Uh, you know, his family's there. And, and I, my guess is that, you know, Mike is a guy, if, if they can get it going a little bit, he might move along. And then hmm. TJ, I think, would be the next guy at Brown. But that being said, and you notice yourself, my boy, jobs are hard as hell to get. Any yeah. jobs, anyone, you know. And I, I say I hate to talk about myself, but just the idea. I had two bad ones. Yale was awful, and we were awful. When I got the Yale job, it was a mess. And, you know, and when I got the Vermont job, it was a mess. But there's only 350 of them. You know, they're like diamonds. You, If you get a shot at getting one, you, you almost have to try to go for it because you think you, you, Tom Brennan, you, TJ Sorrentine, you, Brady Farkas, will make a difference. You'll make the difference. And that, and I tell that to guys all the time. Coaches are like politicians. They uh, All they want is responsibility. That's all. And as soon as they get it, they want exemptions. Uh, and, and, you know, you can't do that. You got, you got to be the biggest difference maker. And so I think he's so ready. I do. And, uh, and I hope, I hope that it comes for him, but this is one of those things where you, you just, you just never know. Cause it's, it all happens so crazy. TB nine days off between games, UVM back at it again on Sunday against Northeastern. What do you do? In oh, those this, nine I'm glad days, you brought that up, my boy. This is the worst time now. For God's sakes, uh, they got to concentrate on school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hated that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so now they got exams, and that's uh, I don't even want to bring it up because it's going to be a big uh, what do you call it? jinx that, that yeah, the la- or and and the Colgate game too. That one scares me. Yeah, twenty second, very last one before Christmas, and it's at uh, two p.m. It's a two o'clock start. Right, right. So you know, there. Ben. How about I coached the kid at Yale once? He got we played Friday and Saturday. He got 39 points on Friday. We played uh, Dartmouth, and then we played Harvard Saturday in the last game of the year, last game of his year. And uh, he walks into the locker room before the game, and he's got two suitcases. I said to him, what the hell are you doing? 
He said, what am I doing? I'm going to Florida as soon as, <laughs> as, soon as this game is over. I said, yeah, as soon as the game is over. Okay. Yeah. That's but anyway, uh, you know they're ready to go home. They they want to go home, and uh, and it's a great opportunity. And really, and all my times in playing and coaching in college and both of those, I love this time of year. I I always loved it. I know uh, to get to go home meant so much to me and these kids, and uh, and to let them go home and just you can relax a little bit. So uh, this is a really really wonderful time of the year. But unfortunately, we never play good in these games this time of year. You know, I know it's uh, – I know BC is down big time, but how about Albany beating Boston College last night? Another did good they? win. Yeah, another good win for the America East. Amen, amen. And did UMBC play somebody recently? UMBC played Georgetown but but got oh. beat. Oh, they did. Okay, okay. Uh, somebody did beat Pitt. I think it was UMass Lowell. Okay. And you know what? And those, you know, the thing about our team and and people have to understand this is that everybody is coming after us. You know, you say, well, it's kind of a given Vermont's going to be good. And then who who else is going to be good? Well, now there are four or five other teams. I think New Hampshire's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, Baltimore's pretty good. Stony Brook. Stony Brook and, and maybe, maybe Albany, you know, so. So anyway, it'll it'll be it'll be neat. But uh, thank God now, starting now, my boy, we got ten home games for the rest of the year. So let's see how that goes. Yeah, looking forward to getting the uh, the crew back at Patrick Gym, and the next home game is the twenty second. A weird two p.m. start there, kind of right before Christmas Eve. So uh, yeah, that's it. You know what? You can be down these days. The sunset's about four fifteen, yeah. so you can get downtown and get parked and uh, watch the sunset, and then uh, have a hot toddy. But wish everybody a merry Christmas. There you go, TB. We will talk to you next week. It is always my pleasure, my boy. I look forward to it.